I love you. I really hope we burped in unison. That'd make it. Really I tried. Funny. I tried to do it at the same time as you. <laughs> I felt it there oh, when you were like expressive? trying to suppress it. Yours. I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, I could do this. <laughs> it's brewing. It's brewing. I feel it. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. We're That's dirty right, little piggies. For our for our vocal warm ups, we burp on you in unison. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know how disgusting that would be if you like if you were in a theater and that's how they like warmed up before the play would oh, start God. and we were all just like trying to burp in unison. Ugh. I wonder if you could hear okay. it out in the house. Probably not. There's too much chatting. Oh yeah. unless somebody's like a really well, deep bass burper, you know? <laughs> burp. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, this movie actually isn't disgusting, but it is about pigs. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I guess they make some people burp. They don't make me burp because I don't eat them. That's true. I I think that I was just going for like, you know, they're like, I think they're kind of cute too, especially this pig, but, uh, they do... They are associated with the with the bad smells and and the being dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're also supposed to be really smart. But I've worked on farms. And I can tell you, I don't think they're that smart. I think it's more. I think I think that myth is more of they're incredibly smart in proportion to their brain size, which uh, makes maybe. a lot more sense. Maybe, but I've never actually looked into whether that's a myth or not. Or I just maybe it's, it's, it's just that stupid. they're a lot smarter than our other uh, feed a- animals, or well, our other that's animals true. that we use to feed ourselves, rather. Right. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Well. Thanks for coming back, guys. We're sorry this one's late. Had some yes. unforeseen family emergencies that we I had to attend to. Um, so I'm happy I did. Uh, I won't yeah. go into it because that's, that's private shit and y'all don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about pigs. But but I think and, we can uh, say that everybody's okay. And that's, we can, and yes. that's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. All recovering, doing well. I'm tired. I've been on the road for... You know, yesterday and then today, I've just been—I don't know—just been, yeah, sleep, it's, uh, sleeping away. It was a lazy Sunday, anxiety-filled uh, week for you, and uh, I think people oh, understand yeah. that. It was draining. Yeah. yeah, I am the green traveler from Gorsh, by the way. <laughs> I forgot that. And I am the faceless Leone. Welcome to Green and Faceless on the Couch. This is the Potato Pick. So once a month, indeed. We put on a patron, uh, well, uh, we put on this episode, and uh, the the movies that we watched are suggested by patrons of a certain tier, and, uh, it, and we decided that for next month, we are letting the public vote uh, just to yes. get more, uh, you know, get more interest into the potato pick and to the show in general. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we got at the end of the episodes, we have Facebook stuff. Um, I've, what is our, uh, page? I believe it's just facebook.com slash green and faceless, but let me type that in, see if that works. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would say just search, you know, green and faceless, but then at the same time, Facebook search engine is just shit. 
No offense to Facebook. Yes. Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, it did. I know you're a listener. It did take me to the page by by searching that, but it, it oh yes, it is the the website is facebook.com slash green and faceless. We'll have the vote up there. Um, it mm-hmm. I believe the we'll have the link uh go to our Patreon page, but the the vote will the poll will be public. And, uh, you know, if you want to start suggesting videos, you know, have a say, like we want to give more people a say what goes on in the show, but if you want to have a say on what like gets into the vote, uh, money, please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You gotta go to patreon.com slash green and faceless and sign up for the the five dollar tier. Yes. So to have that power, if you feel like buying your friends, uh, half a coffee a month, because one's half for me, one half's for greenie. Um, then, no, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> then, then go on down yeah, to green face. Coffee faceless. is fucking expensive. It's really I would, fucking I would have expensive. been surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're here to talk about Babe and Babe Pig in the City, and this is suggested oh, yeah. by uh, patron user Delma Callahan, who you just had a visit with. <laughs> Um, I did. Yeah. <laughs> we painted pa- paintings together. It was oh, fun. Nice. We followed a, yeah, we followed a tutorial together, and both of our, our final products came out. What was it? A tutorial with Bob? No, no, no we don't do no. Bob Ross okay. anymore. Uh, you moved on. We're trying to, yeah, we're trying to expand to to. Well, at least I'm trying to expand to more people. Like Bob, Bob does some beautiful landscapes. I'm trying yeah. to do more. You know, I want to grow my art. I don't want to just stick to doing other people's right. stuff. So I've been trying to paint my own things. And in doing that, I've been taking inspiration from a, a YouTuber. I mean, he might not just be a YouTuber, but uh, his name is Juniart, J-O-O-N-Y. And he, he has some really mm. interesting, like, 10-minute quick quick um, videos on, on acrylic painting. And, you know, it's like they're that they're not challenging. You know, they're okay. pretty pretty simple. Once it's you like get through basics. with it, you kind of learn yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just like n- mostly I will just like watch his tutorials to try to give myself inspiration for something I want to do. Right. Um, but no, when, when, when I was back home visiting, we were just like, let's do this. Let's do a tutorial together. This will be fun. So yeah, both of the final products turned out fairly similar, but wildly different at the same time. And nice. I, you know. I, I didn't like mine, but at the same time, I don't like anything that I do. That's just how, you know, that's the artist in me is, is always criticizing yeah. my own work. So, you know, they liked it. So that's all that matters. But, you know, that critical eye will m- make you grow as an artist. That's that's how it works. Exactly. It'll so, also make me shun myself for uh, all of eternity. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I will love you oh, even thanks. if you shun yourself. I just oh, that'll that... do, Faceless. That'll do. <laughs> so, yeah, Babe, classic movie um, directed yeah. by George Both... Miller, which is just the strangest. No, no, no. Oh, it's Not written only the, by only the George second one. Miller. Yeah, it's the, written the, the, by The second George one's Miller. directed by George. The, the first one he only wrote, uh, he co-wrote it with director Chris Noonan. And uh, it's very interesting. There was a lot of um, behind-the-scenes riffs between them, Chris Noonan oh, and really? George Miller. Um, Chris, you know, Chris had written, I believe Chris had written a script or rewritten George's script and felt like he was losing creative control. 
because mm. uh, you know he he felt like even though he was the director, he felt like you know George was getting a lot of credit for things or or was overtaking his creativity and and uh, George Miller somewhere along the line after the fact in an interview was just like I don't know what the fuck the dude's talking about. He was the director. We served him a platter and he used it. So like you know yeah. it's his film. But then George Miller turned around and made the sequel, and Chris Newton had no involvement in that. So, <laughs> well, you know, if he had a bad taste in his mouth from the project, he probably didn't, you know, yeah. want to go into but, it again. Uh, but it is a based off of a novel by Dick King Smith, which I've never what a seen. Name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That novel is called The Sheep Pig. It's not even called Babe. It's just called The Sheep Pig. And and that kind of uh, I never. Never read it. I've never, never. Uh, the only pig story I remember reading is Charlotte's Web. I, I didn't even read yeah, I think the that. Might be the only one I've read. Yeah. Um. So, any Mahu, that title does kind of give away what happens eventually with Babe. Babe, this is a live action movie, by the way, with uh, some help of of Jim Henson, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, not the man himself, but the company. And um, exactly, yeah. Uh, so a lot of the animals' faces move, but they look like barn animals. They they like uh, the yeah, the they did a really damn good. good job. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know the the mouth doesn't always move, but mm-hmm. it moves enough mm-hmm. for kids and anyone viewing really to kind of just get drawn in and be like, "Wow, this this is pretty good." Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just very simple effects, and it works very well. I'm sure there's some puppetry involved too, like with uh, Fernandad, uh, the duck played by Danny Mann. Um, right. Yeah. Babe themselves, I believe Babe is a boy pig, but I, I don't think it much matters. But they are played by Christine Cavanaugh. I mean, she's famous for playing a couple of different male characters. Uh, we got. Uh, Dexter from Dexter's Lab and Chucky from Rugrats. Um, you know, I'm the, sure there's that's some, the important one too. Those are because that entice that entice heavily into the second one because they get a different voice actor. We'll talk when we talk about Babe Pig in the City. There's a different voice actor for Babe, and it's fucking hilarious. So I actually yeah, Christine, did not uh, notice. Um, uh, <laughs> I. I that was that was the thing is when you said when you said I mean I might as well just spoil it up front when you said it was Christine Cavanaugh and you were like I think they were Chucky from Rugrats when you were telling me who the voice actor mm-hmm. was I was like man I always thought it was Tommy Pickles who was the voice for Babe well E.G. Daly is the wow. voice of Babe Pig in the City that's who is Tommy Pickles in that's Rugrats really funny I wonder yeah. why Christine didn't do it. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think it was just a scheduling dif- difficulty. I think she might have just been doing other stuff. I'm not. That's really too funny, far into it. But if you work yeah. with somebody long enough, especially in voice work, you're gonna start imitating them, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in readings and stuff. And then, like, I feel like they had to be. I, I mean, I'm just completely assuming here because I have no knowledge of this at all. But I feel like they would have been friends too. So like, yeah, I would hope. You know, when you when you're. Yeah, when you're voice acting friends, especially, I feel like you you spend yeah. time trying to imitate them. Yeah, yeah, just to 100%. Make, you know, just so you can make jokes in their voice. Yes, um, <laughs> I think that that it, it, you know this is completely conjecture, but I think maybe Christine was probably busy and was like, "But hey, uh, Elizabeth can do the voice." So yeah, yeah. that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
No, when I was when we were young, me and my brother were young, and uh, Babe was a, a mainstay. We watched it a lot. I feel like. Cause oh yeah, this the weird first part movie, was a whole bunch. We watched a whole. Well, that's the that's the weird thing is when you know I know we watched the first one a lot, and I know we watched the second one a lot too because as I was rewatching the first one here, I kept expecting shit from the second one to happen, uh, and it never did. And I was like, man, this is so weird. I could have sworn all of this kind of stuff happened, and you know, and and so when when the first one ended, I was like, man, this second one's gonna be so filled with sad anxiety and <sighs> bullshit. Like. <laughs> I was not. I was. I it was so sad. unready for it. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's some uh, sadness in both of them, but Babe, uh, it, it's a, it's very much a happy feeling at the end. Like there, there's yeah, a, a lot yeah. of relationship growth and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's just some straight up sad things that happen in Pig in the City. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. <laughs> It was really weird stuff in that one. We'll get to it. But yeah, the, the main story of Babe, the first one, is you got a farmer named Arthur Hoggett. That's right. That's not a, you know, implication of anything. Hog. Hoggett. <laughs> but he doesn't keep pigs. Arthur Hoggett. He doesn't, but you know, that was, I feel like Dick King Smith, the, the novelist, you know, I feel like when he was writing, he's like, I need a name for my pig farmer. Hog. Hoggett. That's ah, it. I did That's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> They'll like that one. So uh, oh his God. his first name is Arthur. Um, which I said that. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, I feel like in the in the first movie they only call him Arthur maybe once, but the second movie, right. uh, Magda Subansky is the star who plays Esme Hoggett. And uh, she is constantly talking about Arthur, but like it's funny yeah, because yeah. she talks so fast and in this and whatever accent that they're using, um, yeah. <laughs> that every time she says "my Arthur's pig," <laughs> it just <laughs> it just it's it's yeah. you kind of lose the Arthur part of it. <laughs> it's, <funny. laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, he is also amazing, uh, played by the amazing James oh, Cromwell, yes. Yes, um, he is. which is hilariously surprising because, you know, James Cromwell, fabulous actor, mm-hmm. uh, a, I, and I found out a fun a fun little backstory behind this because Arthur Hoggett, even though he is heavy in the first movie, he's yeah. in a lot of scenes, he's got a lot of screen time, he only has like 10 to 15 lines, like he doesn't have a lot of speaking lines. And James Cromwell is a man who delivers dialogue really fucking well. Yeah. And he was not interested in this role because of how little, you know, dialogue right. he had to deliver. Right. And his friend, his friend talked him into it by saying, look, man, it's a free ticket to Australia. Mm-hmm. You get to have a good trip down there. And if the movie flops, you get paid and it's the pig's fault. So just do it. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, and it did not fall. He, he did it. Yeah, it, it did, did not, incredibly no. well, actually. Um, uh, I believe there's some nominations. I didn't really look it up, but... Uh, yeah, I'm seeing here it was a budget of $30 million and it made $254 million, so that's a good that's turnaround. That's pretty good. Yeah, it did have, did have several Academy Award nominations. But no wins. Uh, let's see. No, well, it did win one best visual effects, which is which that's fair, <laughs> deserving, very yeah. deserving. Yeah, this was a, a yeah, 95 a, film, if we didn't say, 
it's it's pretty pretty convincing i would say for i mean yeah. obviously as an adult watching it you're like wow that i mean that uh you know that somebody did some work for that um yeah yeah because it's like the 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 animals when they're talking they literally look you know because there's a lot of border collies a lot of um sheep the pig of course and you know a duck as you said some horses like there's a lot of animals on the farm and they really do just look like the animal just with a, a mouth that looks fake because you know the yeah. mouth is just going up and down it looks like a hinged you know hinged mouth so right. it's like it still works as a, as a kid i was completely fooled oh, yeah but like you know as an adult, I'm like, oh, okay, I see. I can tell when it's a real animal versus when it's the the animatronic. Right. right. There um, is this really it, sad version of Babe, like the the puppet version. Uh, like I think mm-hmm. they like it worked when Babe was like a piglet because you do see Babe grow a little bit. Um, yeah, which which is something funny too to talk. I'll talk about next. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the puppet still looks like a piglet and they use it in the second movie <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they had they had to have um over uh where is it i'll find the actual number 46 they had 46 different piglets play pit uh play babe because oh the breed the breed of pig that um that babe is is a large white uh which is like a yorkshire type of pig it's it, I, I don't know i'm not i, I worked right. on farms i don't know how to describe their species but the large white it's named the large white because they get fucking big yeah and so as yeah. they were filming this movie the piglets were growing way too fast so they just had to keep replacing them constantly oh my god to why keep didn't a pig of his size just a smaller breed I know, right? <laughs> like, like, they that claim the that he's thing. a miniature pig, like, I think, at some point. Well, because he's no, still they, small they call him second. a large white. Oh, they do? They call him a large white, but he's, he's a, I think he's a runt oh, of, the, you're of right. the species. You're right. He's a runt. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah. And so, it's it's really funny because they just had to keep replacing this poor fucking pig. <laughs> it's like, there was some farmer out there who was just like, ha, 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 yes, uh, yes, keep giving yes. me money. <laughs> They're coming right back and making me suffer. Yikes. Oh. <laughs> so and you might be wondering, too, it's because it's like, uh, I don't, I think we've, well, we mentioned that the book was called The Sheep Pig. So I guess we we can continue with the the synopsis by saying that you know Arthur Hoggett he wins this pig in a guess right. the weight contest at a carnival kind of thing, mm-hmm. and he of course is bringing it home with the idea of making it supper because he's a farmer. That's what you right. do. You know, it's like there are certain jobs certain animals do on the farm, and some of those jobs are to eat as much as you can and die. Yeah, and uh, that, that's kind of the pig's job here. But the the problem is. Uh, his border collies, one, uh, specifically the one of his, the female uh, border Fly. collie, Fly, mm-hmm. played by Miriam Margulies. Um, you might know her from... I was going to uh, say Margoyles, so I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you might know her from the uh, uh, Harry Potter franchise. She plays right. um, the... the herbivore teacher what is what's her name uh uh mm. professor sprout professor sprout that's it yes yeah i knew it was something on the nose she's gonna be on doctor who coming up 
Oh, cool. Very excited about that. And <gasps> she, she got cast for one of the 60th year uh, anniversary specials. So I'm very excited to see her in that. There's the- I love her. I think she's, she's so much fun. You know, she's, I watched the Graham Norton show a lot, not to give him a plug because he doesn't need it, but I love Graham Norton. Um, and it's, it's really funny because whenever she's on there, it's a fucking hoot, man. Like <laughs> she is, she is the most potty mouth person in the world. That's <laughs> like, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but she fly the, uh, the female border collie. She takes this piglet under her wing because, you know, the pig, the pig, it's orphaned it, you know it doesn't yeah. know what happened to its mom and dad is, i mean we know sad. as as the audience because we yeah you know oh man the scenes those first couple of scenes because you start off with babe at the whatever's going on uh with the slaughterhouse the slaughterhouse yes but like they're raised there they've never seen the sun these pigs right yeah it's yeah. it's pretty sad um, yeah, there's so many people who ask me, how can you be a vegetarian? I'm like, have you watched how your food's made? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm an empath, even though I'm an asshole. At the same time, I'm an empath. You know, I, I, I'm always, like, thinking of how other people are feeling, specifically mm-hmm. for my own actions. But, like, I can't eat an animal that I know was just in one fucking room its whole life getting fat like that's no fucking yeah. life i don't care if they don't have a good brain and they don't understand what's yeah. going on like i want if i'm going to eat meat i want to be able to know that it's roamed for about 20 years in the wild and had a good life like yeah. and then at the same time i'm also of the mind that it's like i want to be the one to kill it and i want to be the one i don't want to butcher it but i want to be the one that gets it butchered you know it's like if i'm going to eat meat it's like in Game of Thrones, you know, if, if you're going to be the executioner, if you're going to sentence someone to death, you have to be the executioner, you know, and that's how I, that's how I feel about my meat is like, that's where I'm at in my life is if I ever meet meat again, it's going to be because I fucking killed it. There and you I'm go. I'm going to be thanking it as I eat it because, well, you know, it's going to be sustaining me. We might have to go that route at, at the rate of things. Um, but. Right. Back to farming. Uh, so, <laughs> Babe, yeah, uh, doesn't want to get eaten. That's kind of the whole point. No. Uh, and and he doesn't know that that's what's going to happen until Ferdinand, uh, who I mentioned is played by Danny Mann, uh, is like, uh, yeah, they're going to eat you. And they're going to eat me if we <laughs> get fat. So, don't get fat. Don't eat. And he's like, but I'm so hungry. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. he finds, b- babe, that is, finds another way to be useful. Um, and that yeah. is by becoming a sheep pig, as the yeah. title of the novel implies. And which is to, which is to say he does not become a blend of sheep and pigs. Yeah. As, as childhood me. When I was young, I heard the word sheep pig, and that was what I thought was this film was going to become. <laughs> But no, he's he's like a sheep dog. He herds herds right. the sheep. Yeah, which yeah. is yeah, which is hilarious to me, and it, uh, it, and that comes at the chagrin of of uh, Fly's husband, uh, right, the male Rex. border collie Rex, who I had no idea <laughs> no. was played by Hugo Weaving. None. It's hilarious. None. Hello, Elrond. Until I yeah, <laughs> I saw his name. I saw his name pop up at the, in the at the beginning in the credits. You know when they're when they're showing him on the screen. I was like Hugo Weaving, and I was like. Oh my god, I don't remember him being He's the dog. Yep. He's the dog. He's yep. the dog. I remember it now. Yeah. Jesus. 
Uh, so and the dogs just assume that the sheep are dumb, as dumb as rocks, and they are kind of. I mean, they but they. I was gonna say they don't have to assume; they know. <laughs> <laughs> but the sheep, like the sheep, are are interesting because they yeah. kind of have like. You know, they're playing with the herd mentality kind of thing. They kind of have like this religion and all these rituals and things like that. Yeah. Uh, it's really yep. interesting. And uh, to them, all the dogs are wolves. And uh, so when Babe tries to be a wolf dog and is, is barking, uh, not a wolf dog, sheep dog, and is bite, biting at them and barking at them, they're like, Oh, you're just a wolf too. You're no pig, yeah. and um, we thought you were so friendly and kind. Yeah, and it right. turns out you're just another asshole. Yeah. And they're led by Ma, and Ma is Aww. played by Miriam Flynn, uh, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. All the voice acting is pretty great, I have to say. Um, somebody else that I feel like really does deserve mentioned is uh roscoe lee brown he was the narrator and this show is pretty heavily narrated like a, a storybook kind of thing yeah. and there's these cute little like interludes with these mice i don't know who plays the mice but <laughs> uh they're always singing or like every single section has its own chapter title mm -hmm. and, and the mice in this one at least they all stand up or they have their little moments where the chapter title is displayed and then there's like a tiny little spotlight for the mice and they, they read off the title and it's, yeah. it's kids I feel like I feel like it had to be kids uh, well it's it so was funny. probably like sped up or something because that's how they did the chipmunks maybe that's true yeah yeah Oh my god, I loved it though. That was, that was the mice and the uh, the sheep's ba ram. Yeah, yeah. those were the those were the takeaways from my childhood. The amount of times my brother and I had to have annoyed our parents by saying, like, going around just being like ba ram you. You know, it's like because and in our or at least in my childhood brain, when they were saying it, I was hearing ba ram. U, as uh -huh. in Y-O-U. Uh -huh. So we thought it was more of like an insult. So it's like when somebody does something, you're like, hey, ba-ram you, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you know, that's how it was. And then, like, as I was watching it this time around, yes. when they said ba-ram you, it just clicked in my adult mind. I was like, oh, E-W-E. Oh, yeah, Female sheep. Man, I'm an idiot. I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> idiot. Like... <laughs> Speaking of you, old you is played by Evelyn Crap or Crape. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably Crape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what what else do we have to say about Babe? Um, it's a very like, I, it, I mean, as we mentioned, it has a lot of like weird undertones about class system. Which yes. is very, very interesting. Again, I didn't pick up on that as a kid. As a right. kid, this was just a fun story about a pig becoming a sheep herding pig, you know, and, and doing what it can to, you know, make the master happy yeah. and to also try to fit in with, with the dogs because it loves Fly and Fly loves Babe. Right. But Rex hates Babe. Oh, Rex um, gets fucked yeah. over. Fucked up and fucked I over. I hated it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I hate what happens to Rex in this one. It's very sad. Yeah. He's just a dog trying to, like, you know. They, 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 it is kind of racist what he does, what Rex does. Right. 
Um, right. But he does get sedated. So he is out there in the sun letting flies land on him because he's so tranquilized. It's it's yeah, it yeah. is sad. It's just awful, man. And like I really feel bad for for uh, Rex, but I mean, like you said, yeah, it's he's he is kind of the racist version in this class system because of how they treat the the sheep, how they treat uh, pretty much all the animals. All the animals have their own you know thing, their own class, mm-hmm. you know, their own yeah. their own job. It, each and, species and Rex doesn't is like a different. Yeah. Right, class, and, yeah, and Rex yeah. doesn't like that. Some, you know, some other creature is coming into his job, into his yeah. space, and he doesn't like yeah. that. And I didn't, <laughs> you know, as a kid, I didn't pick up on any of that. And it, it works really well, though. Like they yeah, did, a, it they did a really good job at at keeping it mostly in the background, so it doesn't affect the story. And yet, there is still this message of inclusivity, and like you know, the uh, you texted me when after you had watched it because you watched it a while back before I did. And uh, I've rewatched it. That is this time, this yeah. you know, last month. And you text me, you were just like, you know, babe, really fucking holds up. And I was just like, all right, I'll take you at your word yeah. for that. I'll see for myself, of course, but I'll take you at your word. And yeah, it it really does fucking it does. hold up. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And the voice acting is great. Oh, I really yeah. love the voice acting. I guess just to to go ahead and close on my on all my thoughts on you know, I give it three stars. It uh, I'll give it three and a half stars. Nice. I, I give it three and a half because I mean the puppete- puppeteering is great. Like yeah. I really do love it. I love the ending. Uh, you know where he, you know, he has this sheep herding competition because uh, Arthur is just like I'm going to get. You know, he's he starts researching this the the dog uh, the sheep herding competition, and he's just like you know what? There's no there's no actual rule saying that the sheep dog yeah. has to be a dog. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna enter in my pig in there, and you know we'll show these people what's up, and it's <laughs> it's fucking funny. I yes. I really love that 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 competition. Uh, there is hints at what's to come in the next one, where you see George Miller's uh, writing plays, uh, writing styles popping up. But I'm gonna save that for the sequel because there's there's tiny little things about the sequel that just really are make it hard for me to watch but mm. you know, i'll save that for when we talk that one i gave it three and a half stars and i think it it's a pretty good child and family film like yeah yeah i think uh yeah i think kids should watch it they should yeah they should <laughs> i uh i watched it a whole bunch this was one that i didn't own but my grandmother did and it was like almost every time we were over there, we watched it uh, when I was very young. <laughs> Poor grandma. <laughs> Poor grandma. Though, you know, it was a good movie. Uh, I, I think she preferred yeah. it over some of the other movies that we would watch on repeat, you know. Uh, like That's the funny. off-brand Pinocchio we watched a lot for some reason, and it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I give it a face and a half. It 100% holds up. And uh, I highly recommend it to people. It still uh, has a poignant message today about uh, our food processing. (laughs) 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 Uh, But but really about, uh, you know, uh, classism and and things like that. And uh, being your own self despite the expectations of society. Uh, so it, yeah. it's it's good. It's got all you need. 
It, well, it could use more black people. I'll say that. <laughs> that. That's true. They did film it in Australia. Yeah. So, like, it does have that, that you know, that that feel. You know, it's got right. beautiful. I don't know why I thought of that after you said black people. But, like, my first thought was, you know, it's just like, it's Australia. <laughs> There's black people in Australia, yeah. of course. But, like, yeah. it, it's got We're that very country... People that yeah that southern country feel to it and when, i don't know when i think southern country all i feel all i think is just you know crazy white, white religious people, people. yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair enough um but it's also like I, I feel like they were going for a very european feel at the same time with having yeah, it being yeah. very americanized that's uh, it, it was interesting i was gonna say i couldn't I can't honestly tell you at all where the whole where the movie where the story is supposed to take place. Right, I have no not at all. Idea where they not live. at all. No, and I think that was intentional. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, let's take that'll that'll do for babe. That'll, that'll do. do. That'll do, babe. Uh, so let's take <laughs> a soda pop break and uh, be right back. Yeah. I love you. I can't decide if I'm hot or cold. An old woman. <laughs> All right, are we back? I think we're back. And uh, the thing I was hinting at with with George Miller's writing style, uh, he doesn't do this with all of his films, but specifically with Babe Pig in the City, uh, we mentioned it. Um, I think in the last episode we recorded one of our, I think it was for Blade or something. I can't remember which one. But we talked. Uh, I talked briefly about sympathetic anxiety, uh, uh, where yes. characters are are doing something on screen yes. that you you are are sympathizing with and completely worrying about because mm. you're just like, oh man, I wish they wouldn't do this. You know, it's like right. this is you know, yeah. That is this entire movie. It is. A Pig in the City is is described easily as sympathetic anxiety to the max. Yeah, I and, feel that. And and I do oh. remember that you talked about it when I talked Paul T. Goldman and Bangers and Hash, which we released. That's right. We released that episode because of the delay. So you guys might have heard that. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about Paul T. Goldman, I, it's, <laughs> it's a ride, guys. <laughs> it's a ride. <laughs> uh right i'm willing to stay off of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah too much too much sympathetic anxiety i understand uh yeah yes. this movie was I, I there were so many things that happened in babe pig in the city that i was just expecting to happen in babe and i don't know why hmm. because now that you know once i remembered what they were specifically the fact that they happened to a lot of other animals in a hotel it was like, you know, it was it was just like, I don't know why I would have thought that would happen in the first Babe film. Because Babe Pig in the City, of course he's going to be in the city <laughs> yep. with other animals. Like, it's it, it, it starts off with a very, very hard to watch scene where Farmer ha- Hoggett, uh, uh, James Cromwell again, who has even less of a role in this movie... Um, which yeah. is funny. It's like, how did they get him back if he doesn't even do? He, he, I think he only has one or two lines. Yeah, for real. the exact same line. Maybe he was semi-retired at that time. Uh, maybe because you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. It was the late '90s, and he definitely did a lot of work in the 2000s and recently. Um, right. So I, American horror story. 
Yeah, maybe he was just also busy, or maybe they just wanted to focus on uh, Esme. And that, I mean, that's good. I, I like, I really do like Magda Subansky. Like, she's, uh, um, I know she's been a very big LGBT advocate, and, you know, obviously that's a great thing. I like, did not know. But, but like, yeah, she's she's great. I, I really enjoy, you know, her, her acting, too. As you said, she's a very good fast talker. Yes. And so she fits this this anxious country girl stuck in the big city vibe really well. Mm-hmm. Like, cause she, mm-hmm. you know, she, all she wants to do, they, they won some kind of uh, trip out to do, a, like, another sheepdog contest right. or something. Yeah, it might yeah. even have just been a quick meet and greet. Like, they just had to yeah. show up at this event, and they were going to get enough money to pay their mortgage payment that they were late on because... Yeah, and save the farm. Yes, they need to save the farm. But, uh, you know, you would think that having a, f- a famous pig, they'd be doing all right. But Babe right. did a very shameful thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that opening scene is so fucking difficult to watch. I know. Yeah, Farmer Hoggett's trying to... He's trying to fix the well, and uh, he's he's down in the well working on it. And, and Babe, you know, fucks up. He sends sends bricks down. He sends the machinery down. And he, himself he down. <laughs> himself down, yeah. Pulls, you know, Arthur, Arthur Hall gets on a, a oh, rope and pulley man. kind of system. Yeah, he pulls him back up there and jams his finger in the That's pulley the system. Part. And the pulley the system falls on him. Uh, yeah, he's all That's a, it's a It's a... That was uh, that was the thing I was expecting. I was expecting that scene in particular to happen in the first movie because I thought that was the ending of the first movie. But it's the well, very beginning be of the so second movie. So fucking funny, dude. If that was the well, end it's of my my child, my childhood mind, my childish mind, like trying to remember, you know, remember this movie when I was a kid. Was I thought that that was the end of the first movie because I thought. That's how the Arthur died. Oh, you know, when he, and that's when he, why he's not when he puts in his, the second movie. Exactly. Gotcha. And that's why I don't remember him that well in the second movie is because, you know, I thought he was dead. He just and, really you is know, there's that, movie. <laughs> Yeah, there's that moment where he's lying on the bed and he's all, you know, he's beat up. He's in, he's in so many casts and he, like, puts his hand down and, like, touches Babe on the head. And he says, that'll do, pig. That'll do. And, like, as a kid, I thought that meant he died. I thought that oh, was man. just like okay, now he's dead, oh, and you know, and but but that's not the case. Thankfully, that is not the case. Um, but Esme is the one who has to try to save the farm, so she takes Babe out to the big city to try to save the farm, and you know, nothing goes her way. Specifically, no. it starts at a starts at the airport where a, a drug dog who is talking to Babe is just like. Hey, you want to know what my job is? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> That's the funniest part, I think, is this T- oh my TSA a dog. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my job, man. Yeah, I, I smell the thing. And if I smell the thing, I'm supposed to go crazy. And then they give me treats. <laughs> they give me food, man. <laughs> you want to see it in action? You want to see how it works? poor babe now they suspect that this farmer and her Uh, pig are smuggling drugs into the country which is not the case no but that's that's where the sympathetic anxiety starts is everything that happens to esme in this i just feel so bad for her i do too like 
you're supposed to be laughing and like and you know because it's supposed to be funny and it's just like man this is hilarious it'll all turn out well in the end don't you know don't mm-hmm. worry it's still a kids movie haha isn't it funny watching this poor woman just get like you know <laughs> dragged in dragged through the mud basically uh, by the tsa literally. agents and everything uh almost literally point, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, there is so, a lot so of physical hard to humor, watch. humor in this movie especially yeah. in the third act yeah. um <clears throat> uh uh, just to get to that point, uh, Esme finds herself in this clown suit that inflates and is just bouncing oh around this room. It is ridiculous. I that's a, that's another scene too that it's so hard for me to watch because that clown suit is flesh colored, so it's like they're mocking oh, her weight mm, and everything. Mm. Like and and like I hate that. Like I'm not. You know, obviously, if you're obese, you should be trying to to help yourself. But some people can't, you know, and, yeah. and like and watching that watching that scene, it just seems seems like they're just putting a you know a heavy set person on display just for the sake of that physical mm. comedy mm. of watching this person bouncing around a room and like making a spectacle of themselves. And I'm just like that whole scene, like. I, it's another one of those scenes that you're supposed to be having fun yeah. because they're trying to grab the pig in the middle of the room. Yeah. And it's like a cat and mouse chase of trying like, you know, people grab the pig and then they lose the pig and somebody mm-hmm. else grabs the pig. And it's like, it's supposed to be funny. And all I'm doing that whole time is just like, man, Magda Subansky is such a good actor that she doesn't yeah. deserve this kind of physical humor at, at her, yeah. you know, directed yeah. at her. I didn't really recognize that it was uh, at her expense but i can see that being the angle that somebody was going for in the creative right. process and i don't think i don't think it's supposed to be at her like i think it's just me taking it mm. that way mm. but i'm that's sure just, that that's how other it... women wa- watching it other people who are heavier too could see that and 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 you know yeah. maybe it's not wasn't a very extremely sensitive um scene in that regard oh my god this whole movie is like extremely insensitive scenes yeah yeah that's true uh basically they they get to the big city she has the hardest time because now they're they're stuck there right missed the the sheep herding competition (sighs) thing which that was sad by itself yeah 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 so she's not she's not going to get the money to save the farm she's you know complete failure in that regard because now she's got to go home and and you know tell Arthur that she failed basically, and you know they now she's trying to find a hotel to stay because they can't get a return flight for mm. two or three more days. So she's trying to find a hotel and nobody's gonna fucking let you bring your fucking pig in there, right. like you know. Well, we say nobody until she meets. Uh, oh, what's her name? The landlady. Um, <laughs> she's played. Uh yeah, Miss, I think Miss Flume is all you get. Um, Mary Stein is who plays her though, um, and her Thank uncle. She has an uncle named Fugly. <laughs> yeah, fun. did you recognize Fugly? Yes, of course. It's Mickey <laughs> with, Rooney. With I would not have recognized him though without have knowing without you know having written his name down because like he doesn't look like Mickey Rooney to me. Oh like, well, I've seen a lot of things when he's older. And and I that's fair yeah and I I've think, seen mostly things that he was younger in right so, right yeah um and, you know um Pete's dragon he was already looking quite a bit round by that point 
Um, so mm-hmm. that's where that I mean that's probably the earliest thing I've honestly seen him in. Well, wait, yeah. maybe <laughs> I don't know if Breakfast at Tiffany's. He he played the 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 Asian uh, apartment. Yeah, he was person. in Yellow Face and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that might have been before Pete the Dragon. I can't recall. Um, probably. I'm pretty sure it is. That's like a 1960s or 70s film. Like, right. I can't. I don't remember when Pete the Dragon was. It might have been 80s. Now that I think about it, or late 70s. Yeah, seventy-seven. Okay. <clears throat> well, anyhow, uh, that's probably the, er- the breakfast at Tiffany's. Probably the earliest that I've actually seen him, and he doesn't look like himself in that. So yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, so much different. Yeah, and it's it's he's the he's the clown she gets the right. suit from. Well, I mean she she only right. gets the suit because she needs <laughs> she needs clothing to wear. <laughs> yeah, because she gets. But what like, is it that she gets all? It's like some kind of weird waxy resin stuff that's all over i forget yeah, what man. happens to her but yeah it, i can't remember either she got got i block out a lot her. of this film because there's there's so much that happens that's just sad yeah and yeah. it's 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 oh, really hard to watch and a lot of it i still i think it's some kind of glue i think it was glue for a billboard or something and it dropped on her and a whole bunch of people and then she went to jail so yeah, just so yeah. much shit just happens to Esme in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, because she, yeah, she's she's running. That's right, she's running around the city yelling "pig" because she's looking for Babe because Babe right. gets kidnapped yeah. by yeah. Fugly's monkeys. They're, and, they're and, you know Fugly has a they're chimps. Yeah, the chimps. Okay, yeah, yeah but yeah. they do get called right. monkeys quite a bit, <laughs> and there is one monkey. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's an orangutan. Uh, there's uh, two chimpanzees. There's a chimpanzee family, which is hilarious. Um, I never knew this either uh, until I, you know, again, it was one of the names that popped up, and I was like, wait a second, no fucking way. Um, Bob, the male chimpanzee, is voiced by Stephen Wright, who is one of my favorite stand-up comedians he had he has such he's like he's a monotone one-liner like you know he just he 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 goes up there and he delivers one-liners like my favorite one is um he's i can't remember where he was at but it's a you know one of his stand-up routines and he's just like i i have a special power i can make birds fly nobody gives a fuck (laughs) it's so funny Uh, <laughs> I have a special power, and he always, he talked like that too. He's very he's very dry and yeah. monotone. I have a special power; I can make birds fly. Nobody cares, and it's just like that. That's how he delivered every single line. It was so funny, and I did not know he was the the fucking ape in this. It's so funny to me. Okay, um, so he's his not wife, the roast guy. I'm thinking of somebody else. My yeah, he, he's the um, and his wife. Let me see if I can find Bob's wife. Here. It's uh, Zudi, I think, played by uh, Glenn Headley. Yes, Headley. Yes, and I don't know if you recognize. Uh, again, this is another name that I did not know at, as a kid until I started mm-hmm. watching iCarly. Uh, their son Easy, or brother, sorry, their uh, Bob's younger brother Easy is played by Nathan Cress from iCarly. Oh, so that's even more funny to me. What? I know, right? The 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 videographer for the iCarly web series, and you know how if you if you've watched iCarly, I wouldn't iCarly, have thought that he was about. old enough. He had to be I know, like right? a like, little kid, though. He, I mean, yeah, he was like a teenager. Show. 
Yeah. He is the same movie, I mean. age as me. Oh my god. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel like I need to get my career started. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, not not to be rude to Nathan Cress or Miranda Cosgrove, but like I haven't heard pretty much anything from them since I Carly. I think they both fair. went to college and maybe they got out of the acting career. I don't know. I'm sure maybe uh, they've maybe they've been acting, and I just you know, I'm even worse about it. But there, you know. it was uh, not to stomp on uh, this guy Nathan. Uh, there was another voice for Easy, Miles Jeffrey. Oh, okay, uh, and am yes. I just because he was so young? I mean, he'd be right. six at this time. So yeah, you're only allowed to use child actors for a certain amount of time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babe gets Babe gets kidnapped by them because uh, the Fuck the me. young monkey, the act, the oh. one that the one that's actually a monkey. Oh yeah, uh, went up to. Esme's uh, Esme's room where Pit, where Babe was and stole a lot of her shit and and Babe goes down there because he's like hey you can't do that and then the Ugh. the orangutan and the the chimpanzees they all basically kidnap uh, Babe and yeah. Ugly comes home he's just like oh I could use this for my uh, he never yeah. says a line I don't think I don't think no I, I don't think I Mickey Rooney has any, a, any lines a mime. and you know I yeah. did want to talk about Fugly. A little bit because shortly after he forces Babe into his show, which is what he does, um, yeah. he dies of a heart attack. But like they don't, yep. they don't show the, show the scene or anything like that. This wasn't around when Mickey Rooney passed, right? I thought he made it into the. What, what do you mean they don't show the scene? He there's a whole scene about it about it's, him it's having all... a heart attack. Yeah, it's it's a big performance. They're they're all he's performing for like a retirement home or whatever. Okay, I remember and him before, Babe ruins, performing. Yeah, I remember yeah, Babe ruining Babe ruins the performance. the performance because he runs behind uh runs behind Fugly and Fugly trips over and then for the next like two minutes of screen time they're wheeling him to the hospital and he's got an oxygen tank on his mat on his face and everything and he's catatonic and uh the doctor talks to um Fugly's niece, niece um, what'd you say her name was? Mary Stein. Yeah, who, who, you know, the landlady at the hotel. And they're like, he had a heart attack. We don't think he's going to make it. And, you know, and yeah. she's crying for basically the rest of the film until uh, Esme gets out of prison yeah. and comes back to the hotel. Yeah, I remember all the it's parts just... with Mary Stein. I just, for some reason, the actual heart attack part of the scene, I, I yeah. must have been looking away or it's something. Just, yeah. It's just because they bury it in that line where they the doctor do. just tells her what happened. But okay. like, you know, it's it's so hard for me to watch that scene because it's a lot of it's in slow-mo because it's again it's supposed to be this big grand scene where as a kid you're supposed to be laughing because it's just like it's a it's a it's a circus it's a clown yeah. show. And it's, you know, it's getting a, messed you got all up. these animals. Yeah. yeah. And it's supposed to be funny like um when he trips and falls over there's like uh there's like an explosion of of uh graffiti and everything flying right, around right. and it's this big big musical number in the background i think it's it might be the uh non i, I can't say it non ria rian or whatever mm. you know that that big famous edith pilaf uh uh i said pilaf it's pf isn't it i don't edith know <laughs> non you're, you're you're talking Jean more culture than i am apparently 
I work in Aqua. Well, I only know that I only know that song because of Inception, because that's yeah, the song okay. they use in Inception to to sync their dreams. That's right. But that's uh, right. yeah, I think I think that song's playing in the background, and like I love that song. It's very beautiful, but it's just like it's a it's a big grand moment that you know. As a kid, I remember thinking, "This is so fun. It's so silly. Ha ha ha." And I'm watching it as an adult, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, my emotion!" Like, I'm not on any like hormone changing things right now, uh-huh. but like, I feel like all of my hormones were flaring in the in this uh-huh. whole movie, and I was just like close to tears throughout the whole damn thing because I'm just like, "This is so sad." Like, I feel bad, even though yeah. he kidnapped a pig or pignapped, right. if you will. <laughs> like, it's still he still doesn't deserve to have a heart attack and no, die. No, he doesn't. Like, and like I was honestly oh, expecting so him to be in more of the movie, and that's maybe why I blanked out the scene because it's fucking Mickey right. Rooney. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they, they don't even give him lines. It's re- it's weird. Now, I but, mean, I'm okay with him being a mime. I just wanted him to be in more of the movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, when uh, when they get back to the hotel, when the when Babe and the the ape and monkeys or monkeys and ape apes, jeez, monkey and apes get back to the hotel, they find it empty oh, because yeah. obviously Miss Flume is is out at the hospital yeah. taking care of whatever's going on, and so they're all you know now now it becomes like we're all all these animals are stuck in a hotel, yeah, and then and, you know it's it's against my to they're death. starving. <laughs> dying man they want some food so bad and again i don't think we even mentioned that you know it's against code against regulation right. and the law to allow animals in and so that she was many, housing them. especially uh yeah. the the farm and wild varieties that she had yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah she was she was allowing them to be there under you know under quiet cover you know, it's like, don't let anybody know we're doing this. You know, it's like that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, they're all, they're all starving. I don't think we even mentioned that there's a, uh, three dogs there as well. I mean, there's a lot there's of other a animals a too. Lot of but dogs. Yeah. Man. Um, uh, is it the pit bull or did he actually get a, a name? Oh, the orangutan, by the way, is named Thelonious. And I thought that was cool. Thank That's you. James Cosmo. Yeah, by, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, the, dogs there's a bulldog named nigel played by eddie barth um eddie also i guess does the voice for alan who is a big neapolitan mastiff oh. but the fun one the fun one that i always loved as a kid was the jack russell terrier who is disabled okay. he has uh he has wheels right. for his back you know, on his back legs to help him walk uh he's named fleelick and he's played by adam goldberg and oh. he is the most like if you think that Magda Subansky is fast talking, <laughs> Fleelik is like he does not shut up. That's true. Fleelik is all about talking. Um, I know Fleelik from Saving Private Ryan. I don't remember. I'll see if I can try to remember how to describe his. I can't remember who exactly he is. I just Dude, that I, I know scene his face where he's holding on, trying to get to God. his his friend Nigel. Oh. I think I'm not sure. Maybe it's Alan. Yeah. Uh, and both of them. Oh God, yeah, it's uh, that's really sad. I thought they killed him for yeah. a second, just so you know, he doesn't it's... die. Uh, yeah, there's dog... no animal death in this film, to my knowledge. Yeah, even though they come pretty fucking close, a lot. Uh, yeah, what what leads to that scene is is the, another hor- horrific incident. 
Um, babe yeah. is, you know, they, yeah, as you said, they're starving. They go to get food. The orangutan and the chimpanzees talk Babe into come. Well, Babe talks, you know, talks them into letting him come along. Right. And orangutan's like, yeah, we'll let him come along because he'll get eaten. And that'll be our distraction so we can steal food. Oh, jeez, Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, Babe gets chased by a Doberman pincher and a bull terrier. Um, both of them voiced by Stanley Ralph Ross. That's and, right. uh, the bull terrier chases Babe, you know, so much. And they both have chains on, you know, they're both chained up. And yeah. when, when Babe aggravated them enough, they've ripped off, you know, ripped their chain from its pull, but they both had chains still attached to them. And the bull terrier, you know, Babe is leading him across all these little, it's, it's, it, it seemed like it was designed after like an Italian city, you know, it's very, Maybe. you know, there's yeah, water know. running through it, all this kind of beautiful stuff, but like he's leading him across all these little bridges. It did seem like Venice. Yeah. 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 And Babe is leading this, this bull terrier across all these bridges and eventually the chain gets caught and the bull terrier gets tugged and pulled over the bridge, like just breaks through the bridge and falls over and is literally choking above the water until he fa- goes into the water yes. and starts yeah. drowning. Yeah. I thought they were going to kill that I, dog. I almost turned it off. I knew that he survived because I remembered it as a kid. But as an adult watching this, that scene was so hard for me to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's as bullshit. A, especially as a dog owner. <laughs> I fucking yeah. hated it. Yeah. Uh, I hated it, too. I did. Okay, so, you know, Babe saves him this is babe's like big moment in the movie is saving this pit bull right and he pulls him out and then the pit bull's like hey whatever you say you're the boss and so he he like riles up all of the other animals and is like you guys listen to the pig now the pig is in charge he even gives him his collar i like that moment a lot uh it would honor me if you yeah, that's beautiful. This. Yeah, he's got the yeah. spike collar for the rest of the movie. Yeah, but the problem with that whole scene is the neighbor lady of the hotel right. saw this all all this commotion and knew that there were illegal animals being housed in this hotel. So she calls the cops, and the cops come and raid every. Well, not the cops, but uh, animal control. Yeah, they raid the whole hotel. It's the worst. They take all of these animals. They lock them up. You know, put them in the backs of these vehicles. And uh, they they take Fleelick because some animals, um, specifically the orangutan and uh, or sorry, uh, Felonius the orangutan and Babe, they avoid them. They get out of it through through many of uh, mm-hmm. many an action. But Fleelick didn't. They caught Fleelick. The animal control people did. And again, Fleelick is is handicapped. He's you know he's got his back legs don't work, and he has a wheel system back there that can allow him to walk around. Um, but his uh, his friends. The, um, what are the names again? Nigel and Alan. Yeah. They're just like, oh no, they got Fleelick. He's going to have a heart attack because of his condition. We'll go with him. You know, we'll get kidnapped ourselves so we can, uh, yeah, keep him take company. Care of him, yeah. And when they get to the van, when they get to the van, they put Nigel and Alan in the van. The dog catchers do. And then they look at Fleelick and are like, fuck this one. And they just drop him. And then he, Fleelick, chases the car down. And grabs onto it and is just Dragon. being pulled yeah. along on his for miles. Yeah. Oh my god! It's and crazy. then they they turn a corner and throw him into a wall. And like, man, there were so many moments in this scene where I was just like, I'm done. I'm fucking done. 
There's like, so many this. animals in this movie. Yeah. All right, let's do closing yeah. statements. I think we talked about the story enough. I don't even remember how Babe saved the farm, but I don't care. <laughs> right? Well, they, they saved the farm because um, uh, Miss Flume sells the hotel and uh, gives them the money for selling the hotel because they rescued all the animals, and then they take all the animals back to the farm. So it has a happy right. ending. That's right. They do save yeah. all of those animals, including the pink poodle. Played by uh, Rusi Taylor. <laughs> That's so. right, yeah. And, and then you get your your nice little moment at the end where Farmer Hoggett's doing fine. He's he's healed up. He pats, uh, you know, they fix up the well and he pats Babe on the head and he's like, "That'll do, pig. That'll do." And you get your you get your nice happy ending. I don't fucking care. There's way too much sympathetic yeah. anxiety in this entire film. I give it two stars. It's hard to watch, yeah. and I remember. Like the the reason I remember so much of this as a kid is because of how much it fucked me up. Because there's you know it's like I again as a kid I probably laughed at a lot of this. I right, thought it was right. funny, but it it stuck with me to a point where yeah. it's like rewatching it. I was just like, man, I don't know how I could have watched this so many times as a kid. This is a watching hard one to watch. The animals in in trouble in danger is really fucking hard. Yeah, I, yeah. I did not enjoy I, that very much. Um, th- most of the film though, I. I did enjoy. It was really just the moments where the those two dogs were about to die that I was like, fuck yeah. this movie. But yes, I do completely understand what you're saying about the sympathetic anxiety because it is 100% there and you do feel very bad for Izume and for Babe. Like, Babe gets totally taken advantage of several times before he becomes yeah, the yeah, ringleader really of this animal gang. Um, thank the pig. <laughs> thank the pig. Yeah, like, yeah, he's like the fucking godfather in that scene. It's so fucking funny. They give out, they're giving out gumballs, too, or, like, something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> not good for animals. Not good for animals, no. Uh, not, yeah. Anyhow, I give it a face, because I, I do think it, I mean, it's a movie. It. I, I wish that those parts with the animals weren't in it, and it definitely doesn't hold up to the original, just to to no. give that out there. But it's also not the worst sequel I've ever seen in my life. No, no. it's not bad. The, the animation, or not the animation, but the animatronics are still good. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they, I don't think they used the Jim Henson company in this one. I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing their credit. But, you know, it's it's still good puppeteering and animatronics and everything the 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 city the world that they build in this one is great like i do love the hotel i love the city around the hotel like it it all it looks they did the same thing as the they did on the farm and making it seem like nowhere you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah. it's anywhere in the world (laughs) anywhere anywhere this story that there's white people anyways uh this story can happen that's true all right uh well i think it's obvious babe won this one thanks delma for uh a blast from the past i really fucking love babe so it was nice to watch that again um yeah 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 that's it that's the show thank you guys for thanks for for being patient while we got this one out there Yes. Hope you all enjoy it. And then until the next potato pick, again, if you're interested in making suggestions, go to patreon.com slash green and faceless. Sign That's up for the right. $5 tier. 
and you'll have that power to suggest what films we talk about. That's right. If you're our friends and you give us suggestions, maybe we'll think about it and just slip it into an episode somewhere along the line, uh, but most likely we're not going to do it. Yeah. you got to help us out. Yeah, help us, <laughs> friends. Uh, okay. We, we do love you, though. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.